fever when Rebecca was a child. Now a lovely young woman as well as a minx, her bright autumn leaf hair and proud nature were poignant reminders of her mother. Lord Beaumont had seen the expression in men's eyes, watched them contemplate the dew on the bud. Rebecca must be married, and soon. Loyal Biddy was no match for his spirited daughter, and if Rebecca continued wandering off on escapades, even with Catherine, Hugh tried wheedling. Garrant's a good man. You'll lack nothing, Rebecca, nor will your children. Children? Rebecca's tone implied he'd suggested a family of polecats. How can I marry someone without first loving him? My daughter, that's what your dear mother thought when we became betrothed. She'd convinced herself she couldn't possibly wed a fair-haired man. I had to gain her confidence until, like a shy young filly, she trusted me. After Reese was born, she thanked me for her flaxen-haired boy. His voice faltered. In the fullness of time, you arrived, and we had two fine children. But, Father, you're much more handsome than my Lord Geraint. While his left eye looks at my face, the right one peers over my shoulder. Her father hid a smile. Imperfection is God-given, as is perfection. Looks are not of great importance in a man or a woman. Rebecca pounced. So say you, a handsome man who married a beauty. How can you condemn your daughter to taking a toad to her bed? Hold your tongue, girl. Go to your quarters. You'll find marriage brings its own rewards, and any children of yours will be handsome of that, I'm certain. She'd pushed her father enough. Rebecca knew he was deaf to her views. He was also concerned about the local people's obsession with smuggling. The idea of such dangerous doings thrilled her. She and Catherine often whispered in the dark, the whiff of melting candle wax tickling their nostrils. What were they really like, these swarthy sailors bringing fragrant scents, fiery spices and rich tobacco? Which local men patrolled the smugglers' cove? Rebecca sought out her cousin, startling Catherine, who sat dreaming in her room. He won't listen, Cat. I'd run away, but he'd fetch me back before nightfall. I long for something to happen, someone to help me. Will you settle for a wager? What? I heard the servants talking last night, said Catherine. I was outside the kitchen door giving Lowell his supper. Rebecca nodded. Catherine's little corgi gave her ample excuse to be around the yard. Go on. There's talk of a new king. Something's happened to George. No, silly. A smuggler king. Rebecca leaned closer. Will Bevan from down the coast is no longer the dominant force. There's a local man, Dermot Maddox, trying to keep Bevan out. Maddox has a nephew, a young Irishman come to keep his uncle company. An apprentice smuggler. Bold but gentle, they say, reluctant to use his fists or his sword unless the provocation's too great. Then he's a fool or a coward. Rebecca knew compassion wasn't a common trait among the smuggling community. He's known as a kind man who takes his share of bounty and distributes it. There are widows and old, sick folk thanking God for Jack Maddox's generosity. 
I think, said Rebecca, this Celtic Robin Hood sounds dreary. Maybe he's too puny to find a wife. Biddy says he's pretty enough to eat. She said that. She told me she was out walking the other afternoon and saw him riding along the bridleway. Biddy's not so old, you know. Catherine nudged Rebecca. I think she's right. You seen this Jack too? We both have, said Catherine. Wasn't it only yesterday we ran off to the sand dunes? Remember the horseman on the shore? I recall him. Rebecca's expression was unreadable. So what's your wager? I wager you can't steal a kiss. A smile curved Rebecca's lips. Of course, it's only servants' gossip about his kindness, said Catherine hurriedly.